everybody. It's Katie and Caitlin. Hey, everybody. Caitlin, today is day 29 of the whole 30. Oh, my. I can't believe it. I think also because I was turned to the wrong page of the day by day, but that's exciting. Day 29, almost there. I feel like we just started it yesterday. It really does feel like we started it last week. I'm not even exaggerating. I feel, again, and we talked about this yesterday, but I feel like I want to start healthy habits all the time for a month long because this has flown by and it's been more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. Absolutely. And you know, I always said, um, like the next time I go on a vacation, I'm going to do it while I'm on a diet (gasps) because I want it to go as slow as possible. (laughs) I didn't know where you were going there, but that's really funny. But maybe because the Whole30 isn't a diet, it just like flew by. Mm -hmm. I was thinking this is like, probably doesn't even make sense. But today I was thinking I want to do the Whole30 before like big events or vacations so that I feel really good when I'm on vacation you know like I feel really healthy and energized and like that I could take advantage of vacation I feel like when I get to vacation it's so needed and I'm so out of rest that I have to just like rest (laughs) you know I I can't like go 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 for sure no I know what you mean it's like more of a yeah vacation versus trip we've had this conversation before but yes listeners haven't heard it unfortunately (laughs) but unfortunately for them yeah clue them in yeah caitlin and i like to make the distinction that there's a huge difference between a vacation and a trip um so if you are sightseeing you know maybe i would always kate tell me if i'm if you agree but i would say like if you're going to europe that is a trip it's gonna be a trip i would say yeah, Unless okay. you're going to some, my sister brought up going to like a resort or something in Europe, like an all-inclusive. I'm like, no, you just do that in the like Caribbean, you know, and then right. Europe is for trips. Well, that's kind of how I feel just because there's so much history and not that there's history in the like tropics, but I feel like a vacation is where you, you participate in some rest and relaxation, maybe some Whole30 compliant meals. Yeah, less preservatives. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lounging. So that's our distinction. Listeners will have to write in and let us know what they think, if they agree, if they don't, if they don't, why don't they? (laughs) Yes, please. All those details. Make sure to include all of the items or else it'll be rejected. Very important. So, girl, we are a few days behind. Yeah, let's catch up maybe. Yeah. Or do you want to like, should we jump into the day by day or should we kind of recap the happenings of our lives and any highlights over the past couple of days? I feel like we should recap the happenings. That's a good suggestion. Okay. So the last we spoke was Thursday, which I don't even remember what we talked about on Thursday. Oh, Rose was. No idea. Rose was visiting. Oh, Rose was with us. Yes, yes. Um, Hey, Rose. we had some incidents. Uh, Yes. And I feel so badly about your aunt's finger. In the last episode, it sounded like I was just laughing, but I think I was like, oh no, but it was echoing during that part. And I was probably like screaming, oh no. So you had to edit it out. No, no. So she is fine, I would say, but only because I am an expert bandager. Ooh, (laughs) good. out and about I would say the nachos were phenomenal um we had worth it then I don't know if she thought that okay well I don't know if she thought that she definitely liked them um the recipe made way too much for uh one meal so we had 
some of that the next day. And then we also made a Whole30 compliant wedding soup, which uh, took a lot of trial and error because I'm used to putting a lot of cheese and breadcrumbs in the meatballs that we roll for the wedding soup. Right. What did you use? Like almond flour? We used almond flour and um, and actually a nutritional yeast, which mm-hmm. is actually, like, I would say maybe a little bit controversial on Whole30. It's- oh, it is. I didn't realize that because I've seen that in a lot of recipes, and I think I included that in my pota- twice baked potatoes. Yeah, so it's technically compliant. Um, what they don't want to happen is for you to use it as, like, a shaker cheese, you know, that you put on <gasps> zoodles. Uh, because I guess it has the same flavor. I think it's similar to how you use, um, like, cocoa powder and chili. You know, your or is it co- cocoa or cacao? Cacao. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. But what? so you wouldn't have, like, a bar full of it, or you wouldn't put it over a tea, maybe, because it would be almost like it used as a sweetener okay likewise i think that's how nutritional yeast is considered like it's fine if you mix it into things as part of a recipe but don't Mm -hmm. just add it because you need to have cheese on top of your pasta okay that does make sense it kind of makes me feel bad about the um the potatoes I made, but no, it, the recipe certainly so. called for it. Exactly. It's not like you added nutritional yeast like on the top, <laughs> on, out of the craft like green cheese <laughs> <yeast> bottle. <laughs> that would have been funny. So, how was the wedding soup? Any other tips? The wedding soup was good. Um, I would say that it's definitely harder because there isn't breadcrumbs to soften the meatballs. But other than that, it was pretty delicious. Um, And then other than that, um, today was an easy day. I actually, oh, this is something I wanted to talk about. So today I had a meal with somebody that didn't know I was doing Whole30. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you tell them? I guess it just kind of slipped my mind. So my uncle texted me last week and said, hey, would you want to grab dinner with me and my girlfriend? Because they live close by to where I work. And I said, yeah, that's fine. Um, How does Monday work? And I guess I just didn't even think about it and so I shouldn't I maybe I should have given them a heads up but they were banking on going to this restaurant for uh pizza which I was unaware of and I of course looked at the menu beforehand and I was kind of scouring it found something that I knew I could get uh and when I arrived they were like oh we have appetizers on the way what can we get you to drink and I kept saying like oh no thank you I'm actually doing you know a cleanse I'm on my 29th day of the whole 30. Oh my gosh and were they offended or were they like okay it, with it? It was they were okay with it, but it was like <laughs> really <laughs> I would say almost awkward because <laughs> as soon as the appetizers came, they like <laughs> they were like guarding me or like guarding like my life. They were like, "Oh, oh, put, move this appetizer to the middle of the pla- the table. Don't let her near it. She's on a cleanse." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that you were allergic or something. Right. So I was feeling a little embarrassed and I was at at this point, I, you know, I feel like you could put the best looking dessert or something right. next to me. And I would, I know, again, I objectively like it, but I don't right. feel like I'm going to No choke. cravings. Yeah. I'm not no. going to choke somebody to get it. Right. <laughs> so like, I've, yeah, I've lost my cravings, I think. Which I love. It's like my favorite mm-hmm. part of Whole30, I would say, mm-hmm. is, you know, I was like, oh, no, please enjoy. Like, I, this salad that I looked at... It looks awesome. I'm really excited. And I ended up mm-hmm. really enjoying my salad. And Did you bring your own dressing or what did you have on it? I did olive oil, salt, and pepper. Nice. 
yeah, so it was a plain salad, but I still enjoyed it. It made me full. And mm-hmm. sometimes I think that uh, it's better to have something a little simple. You know, I don't need to always make something super elaborate. Um, right. Not that I do. It's like all soup. But um, right. yeah, it was nice to kind of just go back to basics and have some greens. But that mm-hmm. is yeah in my past few days what about you girl well I have some similarities to that I did make a really good salad on Saturday night I was cooking for my nephews and also my cousin visiting from Pitt and I you know um was kind of in a pinch but I did have a lot of lettuce to use up from the week and so I made some a really good salad I had like some of my favorite um toppings available so I had beets that I had bought. The compliant beets, by the way, in Trader Joe's are in the refrigerated sex- section um, near the lettuce. So that's where you get the compliant beets. Wait, what are beets? Are beets normally not compliant? They have them in other sections. Oh, they have them canned. They have them in jars. And those are not those ones that I've looked at, at least from the Trader Joe's that I go to. Those are not compliant. They have sugar. I'm pretty sure sugar, yeah. Which is, you know, a lot of beet recipes. I know that there's sugar in them. I know my mom makes them that way. But the just um, in the salad section, the refrigerated section, the beets there are literally just beets. I think vinegar too, but that's it. So I love them. Yum. How did uh, your cousin and the boys like the salad? So they, the boys did not partake in the salad. In fact, they didn't even really enjoy the chicken sausage that was Whole30 compliant. They... Um, you know, I wasn't here for the presentation of it. Andy was, so I don't know exactly how that went off. But they didn't eat the salad. They didn't eat the chicken sausage. So then they were actually eating non-compliant things. I did have Keenan. I involved him. I tried to take some of the advice that I had from the mom of the Whole30, you know, Instagram story. And I took him into the store and I had him pick something out and he picked out a watermelon. So they ate a lot of watermelon, which was good. And then in the morning they did eat most of the eggs that I made with coconut milk they were kind of like these taste different so they noticed right away and I was like why would you say that I have no idea why they taste different they just think I'm a bad cook I think that's it but they ate most of that and then I did actually take them to get donuts which is really bad but I made them I made Keenan eat a banana and finish the smoothie that I had made and I I'm gonna tell my sister not to let them listen to this episode because I put kale and spinach in their smoothie and I don't feel bad about it like I put it in there (laughs) Um, well you know too I think that's like definitely requires a ton of strength to go to a donut shop and not get anything you know I, I did get a um coffee I got a black coffee so that was a treat for me amazing um Mm -hmm. also I'm so proud of the boys because I did see that you had snuck that in and I mean they did finish it also um they wanted their food Instagram so they're like little podcasters I know that's I know that was so funny well Keenan actually said it not Mason I know I had attached the words to Mason because I don't know how to use Instagram stories but Keenan he saw me pull out my phone I think he already knew what I was gonna do I was just gonna snap my food and say like out to eat or whatever but he was like add my food to Instagram (laughs) so I showed them there and I was similar to you that you know you went out to eat this weekend I went out to eat actually twice so I went out once with my nephews and it was at a place that I mean it was in western Pennsylvania not far from it was actually in Beaver 
PA. So they're not really used to people being like, what's in here? Can I have olive oil? Can you leave out the margarine? My my waiter was very confused. He was just, he didn't get it at all. I mean, I... I didn't even, you know how we talk about like sometimes you just have to be unapologetic. I had to kind of turn that way because he wasn't really listening to me. I had to be like, no margarine. Like I had to just list out my demands. (laughs) So it was fine. I mean, he got it in the end and I was happy with my meal. I had like some cod, some broccoli and a sweet potato. So it was great. And then good. Mm -hmm. And then I went out to eat again with Jen, our friend Jen, the lovely, uh, hi Jen, Jen. you are lovely, sorry to have missed you. Yeah. PB and Jenny time. Is that still one of her handles? I forget. Um, Instagram. mm -hmm, Right. Instagram. But that was wonderful. And we went to a place that was more like a farm to table type place. So they didn't mind that I was asking about ingredients and it was great food, and I had another small cup of coffee, so I was really energized yesterday for all the things I had to get done. That's awesome. Did Jen have any questions about your Whole30 experience, or does she feel like she's basically living it because of the podcast? I think she does like the podcast. I think she does tune in to some episodes. She is slightly considering doing the Whole30. Reasons why include skin, potentially. And I think Jen's, Jen's skin is fine, but she does have some different reactions depending sure. on what she eats or what she's around. So this could be an interesting ex- experiment for her. And then um, the other thing is she heard Katie Wad the Fork talk about gut health, and that is something she is interested in now. So she's slightly considering it. I don't know yeah. if it fits all of her requirements, but it's something she's interested in. Yeah, and I definitely remember um, because Mm -hmm. of, you know, skin issues, Jen was the first person that I went to when the eye patch (laughs) surfaced. Yes. Um, And because, you know, there was nothing really the dermatologist could do or say, um, Mm -hmm. and it went away, she was like, what do you mean it went away? You know, I was Snapchatting her, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) of course, (laughs) because that's natural for me to just do that. But um, she was like, what do you mean? So I kind of elaborated on it. Um, I wish that I would... I mean, maybe we'll see during the introduction if there's anything specific that uh, I start eating that I can notice it coming back. Mm. But it just, I just don't even want to tempt fate. Yeah, understood. There are actually a lot of tips I have highlighted from the day by day. So hopefully we get to some of that. But that was pretty much my weekend. I just wanted to share that I had some successful food outings, you know, at different restaurants. So that was good. And then I did have to meal prep yesterday. Tomorrow, I have a sack full of food. I'm not even kidding. I have a sack. I can't even fit my water bottle in because the sack is just full of meals. So I'll take a picture of my meals. We have a deployment tomorrow at work. So I have three meals in a bag ready to go. (laughs) Are you still doing like fun water or are you kind of like mainstreaming your water now? No, I'm I'm still kind of doing the fun water. I only have lemon water for tomorrow packed so far. I used half of a lemon to season my kale. That's a big hot ticket item for me this whole 30 so I use half of it when I'm cooking typically especially if I have seafood I'm using the lemon and then the other half I just throw in my water jug and I buy like you know some of the fresh herbs and spices and stuff yeah so occasionly you know something's gonna go bad I could just throw up my water too so depending on what type of fruit I have going bad or whatever I can put it in my water bottle during the week 
And it really turns into like a waste, not what not sort of situation, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it helps with that because sometimes I sort of do feel bad putting like a whole handful of beautiful fruit in water. I try not to use too much fruit because I don't want to just waste it. And occasionally I do eat the fruit that's in the water. Not if it's lemon, but otherwise. For sure. Yeah. That was actually something Mason and Keenan wanted to eat uh, that I had at the restaurant. I had unsweetened iced tea and water, and they both wanted my lemons from those things, which oh I thought goodness. was funny. But I was like, don't put it on your teeth. Like, use your lips. So they were like, like, using their lips to try to bite lemon. <laughs> In addition to, like, overall health, I feel like we've come a long way with dental health. You know, flossing, <laughs> lemon, acidity, teeth. <laughs> yeah. I My plan was to make them floss, but I didn't. I just ran out of energy. So maybe next time. Another we'll battle for another day. Yep. It's always a to-do list. Um, well, and maybe we can touch on this tomorrow, but just um, has anyone been texting you? Like, oh, what are you going to do? First thing, whole 30s over. And I'm like continue (laughs) me too andy was like can you believe it blah 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 i'm gonna eat blah 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 and i was like i really just want to eat whole 30 i i'm not now finally to the point where i don't have cravings so i don't want to wake those things up and again we have some tips to cover later today so if you're kind of having some of the thoughts that we're having or even if you're on a different page than us we do have some things to go over as we approach reintroduction oh my gosh Mm -hmm. (laughs) i like feel like we're about to go on a roller coaster. Like, I can't believe it's here. I know. I think a lot of people actually report feeling that way. Weird. I th- and also, like, I just can't get over the fact that it's, like, been 30 days. Mm-hmm. You know? 30 days of completely unprocessed food. Cool. So right. cool. So much it cool is power. cool. For sure. Should I get into the day by day? Yeah, I think that's good. Okay, so I'm only going to read some of the sections of the days that we haven't gone over. Day 26 is where I'll start. So again, I'm reading from the Whole30 Day by Day by Melissa Hartwig. Today, before we discuss next steps or life after, I want you to think about the, how the Whole30 has changed you. Not physically, although it certainly has. Not your habits, although you've created plenty of new ones and dropped some that weren't serving you. But how has the Whole30 changed you as a person? Strange, maybe, to think about a short-term dietary protocol as having truly life-changing potential, and yet the Whole30 has the power to do just that, as you're probably well aware by now. So how has it changed you? You're less anxious or calmer in general, handle stress more gracefully, and you have more presence and control when faced with difficult things. You even feel closer to your partner, best friend, or children. You're more focused, productive, and creative. Your self-confidence is evident in your posture, your smile, your willingness to engage with the world. You're brave and bold, trying things you've always wanted to try. This is your life-changing Whole30 experience, and you should be so proud of every last one of these positive changes (laughs) you've made in your life. What do you think, Kate? That that makes me emotional, because I do Mm -hmm. feel like I'm letting go of things that don't serve me, and... I have, like, confidence to try new things, Mm -hmm. and um, I don't think I would have that, like, bravery if it wasn't for, like, strong people I kept by my side and Mm -hmm. the whole 30. I agree. I've felt similar to this. I feel like I am more confident. I feel like I am less anxious. I'm more calm. I'm able to focus. I felt like I was able to focus on my nephews this weekend and understand what they were saying and really 
try to like connect with them more than I normally do. And I think it's because I'm able just to focus more. And I mentioned that to Jen too, because she asked, what is something that you've noticed? And I said, I can have a better conversation. I'm not struggling to focus any longer. And I know not everyone probably has this issue, but I think that for me, sometimes focusing on what I'm doing and just being okay doing that one thing is hard for me. And this month has been, it's been pretty easy actually. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know if it's, Um, just what we're putting in, but like taking away the stress of like food and, you know, like I know initially it's like, oh my gosh, this is so strict. And like, I have to read these ingredients, but like, it's almost like second nature now to like, yes, like go for the stuff on the outskirts of the grocery store, look Mm -hmm. at the things that are packaged, see if there's like, it doesn't even like take long, you know, it's just such a thoughtless thing now, which is great. I, yeah, I completely agree that it doesn't take me that long to do it. I'm a lot better at it now and more quick. I'm quick in the grocery store. I pretty much know what I need. I'm quick fi- like cooking my food. I'm able to like have multiple pans going and all sorts of things. I'm just <laughs> better at cooking, more skilled. And really, if you add up the time, and I, we've kind of t- touched on this before, if you add up the time you spend looking on Uber Eats or waiting in the Chipotle line or doing all these other things, like that time adds up, right? I basically, all I need to do is heat up my food when I'm at work and then sit there and eat it. That's it. You know, and hopefully I get outside and can still do a walk or something like that at some point in time, but I'm not just waiting at the restaurant or picking it up. Like that adds up in time. It's not you know, saving me that much time at the end of the day. And if I can feel more energized, then it's hard to put a price tag on that. Oh my God. Absolutely. Or a time tag on that. (laughs) Yeah, of course. I agree. Good. So in the FAQ, she kind of gets into two reintroduction options. So she says the whole 30 outlines, two different protocols for reintroduction, fast track and slow roll. Here's the difference. I like these names. Fast track. In this protocol, you reintroduce all of the food groups within a 10-day period, 14 with alcohol. You'll reintro in the order of least likely to be problematic to most likely to be problematic, going back to the Whole30 for two days between introduction groups. This is perfect for those who want to begin their food freedom as soon as possible, but may make for a not-so-pleasant 10 days if it turns out you're sensitive to multiple food groups. And then slow roll, come, 30, come day 31, you'll give yourself some breathing room by relaxing on the quote-unquote no added sugar roll for things like meat and condiments, but maintain a whole 30-ish diet until something so special and tempting comes along that you decide that you want to reintroduce just that one food regardless of the food group it's in. This allows you to ma- retain your whole 30 tiger blood while bringing foods back and slow and discriminately. If you've seen a huge improvement in autoimmune or chronic pain or fatigue symptoms and fear a 10-day reintroduction may compromise your quality of life tremendously, the slow roll is for you. What do you think about those two things, Kate? Have you heard that before? Do you have any thoughts on those? No, so I, um, I hadn't actually and I like am so unfamiliar with like this whole process actually so I'm so excited. Uh, that you're going over it. Uh, I'm wondering if I can add so in any more than I already did. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so. so. Um, 
wait, so from my under so from my understanding then, um, an introduction like the fast track is mm-hmm. introduce a new food group every two days and then go mm-hmm. back to whole thirty. Right. Like you introduce a food on day one and then you take two days of whole thirty and then you reintroduce the next food that's outlined. Okay. Do you have that okay, so that's the fast track. Mm, I just and then I do at, if you at, need that. At that point then you like have food freedom, you integrate it and you're just more conscientious of like what works for you. And then slow roll mm-hmm. is would you say that's kinda like what I did or like what Andy and I were talking about where like you kind of whole thirty except for like right. a treat here and there. Right. So the only thing that makes me think that it's not the way you and Andy have talked about it is it says regardless of the food group it's in it doesn't say groups so I can I can research this a little bit more but I'm thinking pizza it's in multiple food groups it's not just one thing so you're not gonna know you you aren't able to say oh it's this one thing you know what I mean right okay yeah because I'm thinking like well I'll stay like I'd hope to stay on this like 99% and then you know once a week once a month whenever like it's something that I really really know I would enjoy Mm -hmm. um, take a meal you know not like a whole day like don't give myself that Mm -hmm. Um, or maybe like that's a weird phrasing like to give myself like I don't need a full day of eating right which I think is good yeah but if um, it's one specific thing then that's a slow roll but I'll have to, yeah I'll do some research into it too and if you'd like I can just read the summary on slow roll and then maybe we can get into it a little bit more tomorrow yeah okay so the summary for the slow roll introduction schedule doesn't follow any particular timeline instead you'll be eating mostly whole 30 diet until something so special or delicious sounding comes along that you decide you're ready to reintroduce that particular food regardless of the food group it's in to give you some breathing room, you can relax on the quote-unquote no sugar added rule, but only with foods unlikely to trigger your sugar gra- dragon. Example, deli meat, meat sticks, chicken sausage, salad dressing, or other condiments. Here's a sample diary. Your days and food choices will vary. And then basically she talks about some meats that have sugar added sweetener in them. She talks about... Um, you know, maybe it was bacon that you reintroduced. So you actually add this back into the regular rotation. So you try, um, it's, you know, it's your birthday, maybe 10 days later, you're trying your favorite glass of red wine, evaluating gluten-free alcohol. And then in another day you have, um, one glass, so she says, one glass of food had only one negative effect. I really wanted a second glass and had to fight that hard. So you kind of like evaluate and it doesn't have to follow an exact schedule, but like you said, you're mainly eating whole 30 and then you're being really strict when you evaluate how that made you feel, whether it's digestion, energy, mood, or maybe it's just your cravings come back up. So you allow yourself, you know, some time in between each of these things. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think... I mean, probably over time, just like if you have, if you space your treats few and far between and kind of evaluate how it makes you feel like it's never going to feel great if it, they're so few, far and few 
few and far between. You know, it's not going to be like we were before where it was just like willy nilly. Um, I think you're going to just become like more and more sensitive as time goes on and less and less likely to even want that stuff. Yeah, I agree. And there are some more um, tips on this. And these are actually things that I was thinking about. So I think this will be helpful. So one tip is if you don't miss a particular food, don't bother reintroducing it. Reintroduction is supposed to teach you which of your favorite foods you can bring back into your diet in a way that feels rewarding and sustainable, but keeps you looking and feeling your best. If you see no reason to ever go back to peanut butter, which I'm going to actually try to do, skip it. If you change your mind later, you can always reintroduce it in your food freedom or after your next reset. The only exception is something you want to test just in case you're accidentally exposed, like gluten. You may choose not to include gluten in your daily diet, but you may want to know what happens if you accidentally eat it in a restaurant. So reintroduction here might be smart. thought that was a good tip. I agree. Mm-hmm. And because of this tip and just the way I think I know myself, I might follow the fast track reintroduction, but I'm going to do some more thinking on it. Another hack for this day, and this was something I was totally thinking of, so I want to share with our readers. You may be tempted, or, or listeners, you may be tempted to reintroduce paleo versions of your favorite treats like pancakes, banana bread, or cereal more casually than gluten grains as their ingredients are most likely Whole30 compliant. What can it hurt? Proceed with caution, though, because after a month without your favorite comfort foods, your brain won't differentiate between an almond flour pancake and the real deal, and these sweets and treats may wake your sugar dragon fast and hard. If you want to test these foods, go for it, but separate them out from the rest of your reintroduction protocol and practice brutal self-awareness in the following days. These foods may not physically hurt you as hard as real grains would, but if they impact cravings, energy, or mood, that's worth paying attention to. That also speaks to me. Right. I, I agree. And then kind of a brief um, little tip, just a section of her motivation on day 27. I thought that this was good. It's all a learning experience. So she's kind of saying like, don't be afraid to start your reintroduction. She says, if at any point you feel out of sorts, just return to the Whole30 until you're solid again. That makes me feel good. Because I don't want to mess up. You know, I have this feeling of, oh, I've done so well for 30 days. I don't want to mess this up. I feel really good. I think I look pretty good. I don't want to do something to mess it up. But then I know I can always go back to the Whole30 diet. Right. Yeah. And if you reawaken your sugar dragon, uh, that it's something that you can go back to and it's kind of like a safe haven. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. I like it too. And then the FAQ, this is another thing I've been thinking. So hopefully this is helpful. She says, do I really need to do 10 more days of near whole 30 eating? As mentioned, there's a buffer built into our reintroduction schedule, a few days of Whole30 between re-intro food groups, and yes, you have to do it. The first reason is learn. The only way you'll know how to reintroduce food impacts you physically or emotionally is to reintroduce just that food back into your Whole30 diet. Think of it like a scientific experiment where the Whole30 is control and the reintroduced food is the experimental factor. If you bring pizza, beer, and ice cream back all at once, oops, New York City Katie, you'll never know what to blame for the foggy brain, upset stomach, energy crash, or joint pain. 
That means your meals on reintroduction days will most likely look will look mostly Whole30 plus just one added off ingredient or food to reevaluate. And then the next thing is reset. Not every reintroduced food will bring back immediate digestive distress or lethargy. It may take a day or two to notice joint inflammation, skin breakouts, the return of aches and pains, or other physical symptoms. Returning to the Whole30 after each reintro day helps you better evaluate the true impact of that food group. It also allows your system calm to calm down between food groups, keeping your negative side effects from piling and confusing your evaluation process. For example, my skin broke out. Was that today's bread or yesterday's milk? Yeah, that's actually, um, I'm happy you brought that up or that it was in the book because Mm -hmm. I feel like food journaling more than ever is so important now. Right, yeah, especially because, I don't know, like we've kind of talked about your days sort of blend together because you're like, oh, I went to Whole Foods, I made food. And then you, everything kind of blends together and you forget exactly what you did because time is going faster for some reason now. So I think I will need to make an effort to food journal. And the FAQ on day 28, I thought was helpful. So they're, they're asking about like, how is this different than other diets? Remind me again, why I'm not going to rebound on day 31. She says, it's not a diet. The whole 30 isn't a quick fix weight loss diet. You haven't starved. You haven't relied on willpower alone. You su- you successfully changed habits. You've also changed your taste, blood sugar regulation, and hormonal balance, eliminating the need sugar stat signals and getting you back in touch with your body's own natural regulatory mechanisms. You're now effectively grounded in a healthy relationship with food and a healthy balanced body. Which I like that. I thought it was encouraging. I agree. It's nice to have that like reiterated like, hey, you're not going to rebound because Mm -hmm. you're not that person anymore. Right. You've done this work and it's not for nothing. You you have changed things. So a tip on this day is to stay connected to the Whole30 community even after your program is over. You'll be able to offer support to new folks, inspire them with your Whole30 story and non-scale victories, and remind yourself through these connections that you are a healthy person living a healthy lifestyle. Surrounding yourself with so many health-minded, motivated, positive-thinking people will keep you inspired to work on your food freedom plan. And then the hack for this day, she basically says, continuing with thinking ahead and all these other areas of your life that you maybe have put some structure into place, that could serve you after the Whole30. So if you followed Melissa's role of never going to bed with a messy kitchen, um, if you are feeling more organized or whatever you've kind of done to keep structure during Whole30, you've probably picked up some habits. Keep those habits going because that could help you, um, of course, leave you. Uh, lead your food freedom life and just your healthy lifestyle. I still need to work on that. <laughs> yes, me too. I think there's always room for improvement there. Exactly. So, so now actually on to day 29, which is the day we're currently in, the motivation that she has is the freight, the phrase food freedom was born from post whole 30 testimonials in which graduates reported feeling happy, confident and in control of their food for the first time in a long time. 
They said it felt like freedom, the freedom to eat a cookie and not beat yourself up, to enjoy a vacation without punishing yourself when you go home, to say no to something that used to hold power over you, but no longer does. That is what food freedom forever is all about. And that is what I want for you when your whole 30 is over. Anyone can attain the sense of self-confidence, this place of balance, the feeling of being in control of your food for the first time in a long time. And I'll explain exactly how to do that. I just want you to feel as supported in your food freedom journey as you did during the whole 30. You've been waiting your whole life for this, whether you realize it or not. You're almost ready to ride your bike, your own bike, and it's time to get excited for your food freedom. And again, that means losing your diet mentality, which makes you think unless you're starving yourself or seriously restricting, you can't be healthy or lose weight. It also helps to change unhealthy thought patterns about being food being around food being quote unquote good or quote unquote bad and you being good or bad when you eat it. Reframing how you look at your food, your diet, and your body helps you break out of the yo-yo diet cycle and make true lifestyle changes. I like this. I like this tip here. Me too. And you know, something that I struggled with and I really had to like come to terms with this past year is when I rolled off of my first whole 30, it was still like, of course I had the weekend in New York, which was wild and fun. But then coming back, it was like so strict all over again. And I realized how I've kind of conditioned myself to be all or nothing. So it's either super Mm. strict or, you know, really relaxed. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's, that wasn't food freedom, you know, going right. to a restaurant and saying, well, what do you marinate your chicken in? You know, I was still having a salad and I was still getting olive oil and, you know, not dressing it up with a creamy dressing. It was still healthy, but I didn't mm-hmm. need to be so cutthroat about what it was marinated in. Um, right. You can loosen up a little bit. Yeah. And potentially. I think that does give you food freedom. It's not all or nothing. It's day by day and meal by meal. Mm hmm. Totally agree. And I wasn't going to read this, but I think maybe this hack could help us a little bit, Kate, in having food freedom. So habit expert MJ Ryan says having a slogan, mantra, or physical prompt can help you maintain the healthy habits you've established while on the Whole30. She suggests making them bold and specific, a concrete reminder of how to achieve the new goal. And they don't have to mean anything to anyone besides you. For example, bring a Whole30 stickered water bottle to office, birthday parties to remind you to only eat the cake if it's worth it. Tell yourself, I'm an adult when you're feeling peer pressure at happy hour. Think, quote unquote, stay awake when stress is tempting you to numb your feelings with food or write your blood is greater than sugar dragon on a post-it and stick it on the fridge as a reminder that your inner tiger is stronger than that pesky dragon. You know, there are so many things that we've said to ourselves like, oh, no, that we can't have that or don't do that. And it's been like a little mantra kind of marching us along. But now that we don't have something that's underlying, we need to uh, keep our eyes focused on something. And that's good. Yeah. And I think that those tips kind of helped me understand what reintroduction will look like. And of course, we could talk more about it tomorrow. But it kind of gave me some prep on, again, like a reminder, food's not quote-unquote good or quote-unquote bad I'm gonna go through the reintroduction process that takes a you know basically two weeks to do the reintroduction so it's helping me prep for what's to come well, I'm very excited um, me too I thought you did a great job reading all of those day by days and highly it was good practice 
on my everything, reading. <laughs> yeah, everything that you po- pulled out was very poignant and I thought was really um, good to have on tonight's episode. Oh, good. Thank you, Kate. You're welcome. Well, is there anything else that we should cover before we wrap it up before our 30th day? No, um, just if you've been following along and this happens to be day 29 for you, you've done an amazing job. I th- I hope you've started to think about reintroduction and what that means to you and maybe even continuing to practice your elevator pitch when people are like, aren't you done with this crazy thing? Um, so I hope that you've gotten some good tips from tonight's episode. Let us know if you have any feedback or if you have any comments, we'd love to share with other people. And you know, you don't know in what ways that could be inspiring to someone else. Yes, we will talk to you guys tomorrow on our 30th day. And I'm so excited. Me too, Kate. Thank you so much for talking to me tonight. Yeah, I love you, girl. Love all the listeners. Love Bye. to you all. Bye. Talk soon.